The following is a hockey podcast out of Vancouver and Surrey, British Columbia. It'll only consist of a lot of pup talk and even more BS, or in actual words, banter and satire. Enjoy and as always, go Canucks go. Again, this is the home of the West Coast Vice. That's the only thing that matters here. And I think Kevin BX is wrong, okay? Uh, we got to think about the Stanley Cup when we're in first place. That's just the truth. Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Locked On Canucks. My name is Kyle Bowen. Apologies for the technical difficulties off the top. It is what it is. You can put words in my mouth. It don't matter. You know all I was talking about was that West Coast bias because that's all we do here at the Don't Doze Art Lab and on Locked On Canucks, the show that is brought to you by FanDuel. Get what? Guess what? Okay, you get what? A $5 bet gives you what? $150 in bonus bets when you use Locked On at checkout with FanDuel, right? That's FanDuel.com slash Locked On. Get $150 in bonus bets with a $5 bet. Man, oh, man. The Canucks, man. Doing the most. Doing the most. Trevor Beggs, is he doing the most? Not with us today, right? My name, Kyle Bowen. To my left is not Trevor Beggs, and that's because he is a a family man. He's not a fan-first type of guy. He's a family man. It is what it is. Uh, some people tell me that's the way to life, right? Family first. Even when the Canucks are what? First place in the NHL, it's family first? Lucky for you, that's not the case with me, man. Again, the first love of my life, the Vancouver Canucks. That's just the truth. The cold, harsh truth. And this is the warm truth. The Vancouver Canucks are Stanley Cup contenders. Uh, we got what? Those cup or bus dreams. Well, somebody commented yesterday, cup and bus, if you know what I'm talking about. I believe that. Kevin Bieksa, I don't think he does. Now, let's play this clip from Sportsnet. Yo, we're not even supposed to be doing this, but my city deserves this episode. I got to do it for the city. This is from Hockey Night in Canada, uh, Sportsnet, right? Hockey Day in Canada on Saturday, and Kevin Bieksa telling us to pump the brakes. At the start of the season, if I told you the Canucks were going to get the second wild card, take it or leave it, fans, fans would probably have taken it, right? Now, they've overexceeded expectations. They're at the top of the NHL, regardless of the day. And what I like to say is just pump the brakes. Pump the brakes, ride the wave. A lot of good things going on. Hockey is exciting. It's successful again in Vancouver. The team's obviously going to make the playoffs, so maybe concentrate on getting out of that first round, but it is not Stanley Cup or bust in Vancouver this year. It is a great year. It's a fun year, and it's fun to be in Vancouver again. Last time I checked, we ain't the Toronto Maple Leafs, okay? That's just the truth. Concentrate on the first round. What? I get where he's coming from, right? The Canucks lack experience, again, exceeding expectations. Uh, this is possibly not the real version of the Vancouver Canucks, right? Uh, where they are in their standings, uh, the narratives, the Stanley Cup dreams. They don't connect, okay? This is just this is just the first step, right? And if that's the case, uh, to me, it's a giant step. It's a leap. It's history. Uh, there's a chance of that. Uh, there's a chance for the Vancouver Canucks to do even more and complete the ultimate goal, and that's bring the Stanley Cup to Stanley Park. That would be fun. That's just the truth. And yeah, the Canucks have exceeded expectations, but last time I checked, we're in what? Game 46, and a lot of our guys are still at the top 
of a lot of individual t- statistics, right? Goals, points, plus, minus, all that, you know, all that ish. Quinn Hughes, Thatcher Demko, it, doing their thing. Patterson Miller doing their thing. Hironic doing his thing. Brock Besser doing his thing. Dude, there's a lot of players doing the most this season. Playing at their peak, playing to full potential, right? And when all those things are happening, I'm sorry. I'm going to lean into that because, yo, that may not be the case next year or the year after. Yeah, maybe like three guys continue this pace, but to have six guys doing what they're doing as individuals amongst their peers at that level, it's, again, given me all the strength in the world to say this. The Canucks are the best top six, the best big six in hockey. I'm going to lean into that and hope for the best. And the best is a Stanley Cup. I'm also going to lean on the fact that the bottom six, the guys who get the job done in the playoffs, they've been getting the job done since October. And a lot of those guys, like core pieces, amongst the, the bottom six, they have a lot to prove. They want contracts. Uh, they're not going to stop. Joshua, Lafferty, Teddy Bluger, playing for something. Playing for something, playing for new contracts. They're not going to stop in April. They're going to keep it going. Add millions to those contracts. Hey, if they play at their best and they continue to play at their best, that bottom six gives you a huge X factor in the Stanley Cup playoffs where, again, those guys matter the most. One love to the commenters. We have Mr. Whale saying we have the best top six. I, I, I really think the Canucks have the best big six, okay? Big, you get what I'm saying? Again, Quinn Hughes, Brock Besser, Elias Pettersson, JT Miller, Thatcher Demko, Philip Ronick. Look at what they're doing this season. They've been pretty consistent the whole way through. I think these guys are on a mission. And it's been pretty evident based on some of the remarks from their top guys that Whatever they're doing right now is not good enough. They're not content with it, right? I look at what Quinn Hughes said after that seven-game road trip. The road trip that really put a lot of, into perspective for us, for, for myself. Again, seeing this team do that against the Rangers and seeing how they played against New Jersey and just having an overall dynamic offensive output one that we've been kind of craving based on the talent level on this team, it kind of took my expectations to a, a unreal level. That being said, for Quinn Hughes, this guy seemed mad at, at doing what? Going 5-1-1. One, and one. He wanted to go 7-0. Oh. He wants to continue the winning. They're on a mission, man. I think they're, they're here to prove a lot of people wrong. And the more and more they're around guys like Adam Foote, Rick Tockett, Jim Rutherford, Patrick Alvin. I don't know. I feel as if the more and more they realize that it's really all about the Stanley Cup. And when things are going like this, you got to lean into it. Cup or bust, man. Now look, I'm not going to get mad at the Vancouver Canucks if they don't win the Stanley Cup this season. They've given me a lot. I'm 30 and a half years old. I'm a wise man now, okay? I get it. Wasn't expecting this and have gotten a lot. Sure, I'm happy. I'm happy to be here with you and you and you and you. Uh, Would we be doing this without the Canucks being where they are in the standings? I don't know. If you really think about it, I'm blessed. I know. But I'm also not an idiot. Everything is going the Canucks way. A lot of of individuals doing the most, playing at their best. 
And when I say a lot, I mean a lot. This team is not being carried by all those names I've mentioned three or four times already in this episode. They have won a number of games, playoff-like games, because of the other guys, right? The bottom six. Uh, let's bring up Ian Cole. Let's bring up Tyler Myers actually playing well. You, you got to lean into that. Tyler Myers is actually playing well. Lean into that. Carson Soucy, I know he's injured. We'll talk more about that in a couple minutes. A lot of defensive changes happening due to that injury. That's what, five to six weeks worth of damage? Anywho, Carson Soucy has played, has he played perfect hockey? Seriously, think about it. Has Carson Soucy played perfect hockey? Not the perfect player, but doing the most at his role playing way above expectations. Again, I'm leaning into that. Quinn Hughes, Philip Ronick, right? The defense. Looking different. Looking different. Philip Ronick, a really good number two D-man. Quinn Hughes playing at an elite level. Going into the playoffs, we're kind of unfamiliar with that. We've never had a number one defenseman, right? And look what Quinn Hughes did in year one or experience one in those bubble playoffs. The dude took over. It was his rookie year. Guy's a gamer. Guy's a baller. Guy's the leader. Guy's the captain of the Vancouver Canucks. Things are different. Look, we've won President's Trophies. We've won a lot of Northwest Division championships, all that jazz, right? Did our thing in the early 80s. Uh, the the mid-90s, make the Stanley Cup final, blah, blah, blah. We've tried to do it in so many different ways. And that's, again, bring the Stanley Cup to Stanley Park. Why not? Why not find a way to get there in the most unordinary way? And why not believe that's true once again? Not just because, you know, luck happens. Maybe the hockey gods have our back. Maybe this is what the script says. But why not believe again in the luck even more when there's that much star talent? That much. Playing at their best. A lot of UFAs. Another guy playing at their best. JT Miller. Look, I just turned 30 years old, right? 30 and a half years old. How many, how many more of these JT Miller years do we have? Now, we've mentioned this many times on the program. I think JT Miller is going to be really good throughout this contract. He kind of reminds me of a... Joe Pavelski, right? He's going to find a way to contribute throughout this contract, throughout the change of pace. He's too intelligent. He's a gamer. He's a tryhard. He's going to be good. But how many years of this, this version of JT Miller, right? This 105, 110 point JT Miller, this improved two-way JT Miller to a point. Like how many more years of that do we have? And because we're getting that again this year, I'm leaning into the whole cover bus thing. But I won't be mad. I won't be mad if we don't, but I'm definitely putting that at the top of the goal list of this season. And that's to win the Stanley Cup. 46 games in. Been around the top of the standings from day one. Just the truth. Let's get to the comments before we run some breaks. And then talk about the defense, okay? Look at this. Aaron Gray. I would not, I would be the first to admit that I was not a fan of this hiring, but he has for sure changed my opinion. Have to give credit where credit is due. Is he talking about Rick Tockett? Yes, Rick Tockett. He just coaches 82, 82nd game, right? 82, a big, a big number for hockey fans. 
And I think the Canucks finished Rick Tockett's first 82 games as head coach of your favorite team with what? 110 points total. That's beautiful. That's something else. Steven Meyer calling it the bubble butt playoffs. Back in the day, right? 2020. Was it 2020? Was that four years ago? Yo, was Tom moving quicker than ever? I was 26 and a half years old four years ago. That's nuts. That's nuts. But looking back, you know, I think I loosely uh, grip onto that version of the playoffs. Sometimes I crack jokes, right? The fake playoffs. I'm just being a petty sports fan. But I do got to admit, I also do bring up the fact that Pedersen and Hughes, both in their first playoffs, ripped it up, unlike other star players in past versions of the Vancouver Canucks. And this was the first time, again, they entered the Stanley Cup playoffs, and they were, they were what, point-per-game players, dominating, doing the most, and being so young? That makes me want to say this again. It's never been like this in Vancouver. It's different. It's different. Those guys are different. They're not your Naslins. They're not your Sedins, right? They're going to they're gonna contribute every step of the way in the playoffs. They're those type of guys. Some of the best of the best. You have one of the best defensemen in the game right now playing on your Canucks, right? The best defenseman. You also have one of the best players in Pedersen playing in a forward position. Like, you got to lean into that. You got to lean into that. How about Jimmy Canuck? Okay, we got to bring this up, right? If we're talking about leaning into something, leaning into this season. A look at Jimmy Canuck, a.k.a. Harpoon. Patterson is definitely not worth more than 10.5 per season. Yo, you, you get, you're going to get banned from the comments very soon, okay? Yeah, you never know if Patterson's watching this. He's going to read that and just be pissed. Come on, man. Uh, you want Patterson to get paid the most. It's all good. He's the one that sets the culture, okay? He's going to get the job done. I'm being positive. I'm talking about leaning into, again, everything this season. Yeah, what if he doesn't come back? What if he doesn't come back? Get what I'm saying? You got to ask yourself that question because the contract's not signed and things happen, okay? It's his life. But let's say it is his last season with the Vancouver Canucks. You got to lean into that, okay? It's cover bust for your Vancouver Canucks. Kevin BXing, man. Kevin BXM, man. I think you mentioned something about the rest of Canada, too. You know, like not putting so much pressure on these Canadian teams. Make it easier for them. Yo, F the, F the other Canadian teams, yo. Who cares about those other Canadian teams, okay? That's just the truth. We don't even have to get into it. Go Canucks, go. Okay, home of the West Coast buys here at the Don't Doze Art Lab. Man, oh, man. Again, technical difficulties off the top. The microphone was on mute. Maybe I shouldn't have taken that coffee break right before the show. It is what it is. Anyways, let's run some ads and talk about the injuries on defense and the new pairings, man. Things are interesting back there. Again, you're listening to Locked on Canucks. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts to choose from for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Woo! 
Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash, baby. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. We back, we back on this Monday version of Locked on Canucks. It clearly is a Monday, okay? Oh, what's going on with today's stream? Practicing, man, okay? But we're going to be resilient and come back even stronger tomorrow, okay? It is what it is. It's a Monday. We're still learning. And we're still gearing up for the playoffs, man. You know, I talk a lot about the whole cover bus thing. Really optimistic. Uh, some may think high all the time on the Vancouver Canucks. But at the end of the day, and th- come on, at the end of the day, I see it for what it is, and there's a big chance here. For, again, your Vancouver Canucks to make your dreams come true. Speaking of my dreams, man, uh, G. Ellis telling me that I don't look 30. You can still go to clubs on Granville, and I think he meant to say, and not look out of place. Dude, I went to a club. I think it's a club on Granville three days ago after the Packers lost, okay? And normally when the Packers lose in the playoffs, I've done it, done it before. I hit up Granville, okay? Uh, one time was at the Roxy, and uh, that was wild. And this time around, it wasn't wild. But I definitely needed to be around music, uh, needed to be around the people, and uh, cope with that on Granville. And it was a good time. It was a good time. After the Toronto game, big-time vibes. The city is actually starting to feel like itself again. It kind of looks like itself. More people at the sports bars. I'm telling you, the Vancouver Canucks do the most for Vancouver. And one guy doing the most every time he puts on a jersey and enters a game is clearly Carson Soucy because he has he has looked clean, he has looked proficient, and he's ultimately he's fixed Tyler Myers, okay? Come on. Think about that. Who would have thought that would happen? Dude, it's October what? October the middle of October, the 20th of October. And we're already trading Tyler Myers. We're already setting him to the minors. We're already benching him. You remember Tampa? Do you remember that first road trip? It was bad. Real bad. And who comes in and saves the day? It's Carson Soucy. Oh, we are so lucky to have Carson Soucy on this team. And I'll take it a step further. Based on how I've seen him play the game, we're so lucky to have him on that deal. So with all that being said, get well soon, Carson Soucy. Out for what, five to six weeks again. Uh, luckily, there's an all-star break coming up. Luckily, this week consists of games against some really bad teams outside of St. Louis. So I don't think it's going to affect the trajectory for this team, right? I think we're going to be able to get by pretty clearly. Again, a team that's really resilient, a team that's had improvements from Tyler Myers, even Noah Juleson before being the odd man out. Kind of proved everyone wrong. Again, shoved it up my rear end 17 times. He's back in the lineup. I think we're going to survive. Uh, we're going to maintain our position at the top of the league with Carson Suzuki being out. But it's going gonna, it's gonna to feel a little different right away. And that's not just based on the inevitable, but it's based on Tockett and him using this week as a science experiment because the lines are in a blender. In a blender. 
Going into tonight's game against Chicago, okay, we have Quinn Hughes playing with who? Tyler Myers. Guy was the perfect sixth defenseman, and now he's going to be our second D-man, right? Like playing with T Quinn Hughes, you know what I'm saying? That one-two punch, it's going to be him tonight against Chicago. And I'm scared, man. Are they trying to raise his value prior to the trade deadline, okay? Uh, maybe Noel Juleson can be the sixth defenseman. Maybe they got other plans. Uh, maybe they want to shed that cap and bring someone else in to help the Ford group, right? Are they trying to showcase Tyler Myers? Because he's got the points. He's played really well, and now he's going to be playing with Quinn Hughes, the best D-man in hockey. I'm curious, man. I'm curious. Can he handle the load, the pressure? Speaking of which, can he handle the load? Philip Heronic, man. A lot of you guys want to see this. You know, a lot of you guys want to save that money on that Philip Heronic deal. I get it. But I also don't. Because from my perspective, we want these players who are doing the work to be doing the most. And if they're doing the most, they deserve to be getting, be getting paid the most. And Philip Heronic at his most is, uh, what, top 10 in NHL scoring. Also really, really good. Well, top 10 in NHL defensive scoring. And just also, again, really, really good at defense. A, a, a wise player. A little chaotic, but again, because of that chaotic nature, he's able to disrupt, be a game changer in his own way. And he's going to have a chance to prove it without Hughes right away because he's going to be playing with who? Who is he playing with? Did I, did I see the door off? That's something else. Nikita Zadorov and Philip Peronik. This is big. This is one that I'm really, really watching because I think he can do it. But there's somebody like Trevor who, I don't know. I feel as if he doesn't think he can. And that's maintain this level of play. Which is bad voodoo. Like, I don't know why you're saying that about the number two D-man, right? For your Vancouver Canucks. Trevor, man, the darkest guy on this program. Unreal. Well, let's talk about Zadorov too, okay? He's going to be playing with the Heronic. Uh, again, based on what I'm seeing, with Juleson coming back into the lineup with the Susie injury, I think Zadorov is going to play a little bit more. And I get a little scared when guys like Tyler Myers and Nikita Zadorov play a little bit more. Because when those guys get confident for some reason, more often than not, I feel a little insecure in their confidence, okay? Again, their, their ability to feel a bit of mojo allows them also to open up the door to trying to do more. And those guys scare me when they try to do more. Uh, that being said, if I got my way and didn't see these guys try to do more, I probably wouldn't have seen that performance from Nikita Zadorov on Saturday, okay? Hockey Day in Canada against Toronto, and he was clearly entertaining. Trying to do the most again at every shift, for real. Held onto the puck a bit too long. But at the end of the day, bringing something different to the table and consistently being physical as well, making the Canucks harder to play against, if he can continue to do that, but just not put himself in positions where he's going to make mistakes, I mean, we're talking about a real option for the Vancouver Canucks. And Tyler Myers turned into that too, right, with Carson Soucy. He just played, played it safe. Uh, was the number 16 man playing it safe, not trying to do too much. And we've seen an evolution in his game. And that calmness and less 
chaotic nature is so beneficial for guys like that. Now, let me know what you uh, think in the comments below. Do you think Zadorov and Philip Ronick are going to uh, survive, going to be an X factor? Uh, I I'm going to say this. It's going to be fun. Uh, Philip Ronick, not, the, uh, uh, not the, the perfect player, okay? Not always poised, but always uh, looking to make something happen. And now he's playing with Zadorov. Uh, the third pairing, Noel Juleson, Ian Cole. There was a time uh, months ago where, dude, I felt as if Ian Cole was scared to hit the, uh, hit the ice every time he went on the ice because he was playing with Noel Juleson. Like, Noel Juleson was really, really bad. And I know I'm talking a lot of ish about the, uh, the Surrey native. And he's already done, you know, the most when it comes to shoving it up where the sun don't shine. He's proven me wrong. He's elevated. He deserves more of my respect, but it can't, it can't be mentioned at the time his return to the lineup where he came from, and he's come from a long way. He seems to be a guy that's not trying to do the most anymore and keeping it simple, and Ian Cole needs him to do that because I don't think Ian Cole, at this stage of his career, maybe never in his career, I don't think he's ever been able to carry a pairing and allow it to be efficient, and allow it to be in the positive for most of the game. He's really good when he's got somebody else to lean on. Noah Juleson, man, if he doesn't revert to his old ways, again, I don't think the Canucks are going to be hurt from this Carson Susie injury. Uh, Mark Friedman did get called up today as well. Uh, if we're going to be talking about the defense, I got to be asking the people this, okay? Let me know in the comments below. Do you guys still want Chris Tanev? Do you still want Chris Tanev? Like, in essence, if the Canucks are going to make a run for the Stanley Cup, again, lean on what this year has presented to them. Do you want Chris Tanev, or do you want them to just save the ammo and possibly get two pieces in the top six for the, you know, when we're talking about the second line? Right? Do you want two pieces for the top six and not have this team blow assets for another defenseman? You get what I'm saying? Because maybe they can go into the playoffs with Hughes, Hironik, Zadorov, Ian Cole, Tyler Myers, Carson Soucy, Noah Juleson, and be clean with it and be good, okay? Elliot Friedman, he brought up what? Jake Gensel, Elias Lindholm. I said this on yesterday's episode on that late Sunday night that the Vancouver Canucks could theoretically somehow be looking for two of those guys, not just one, okay? Like, I wouldn't be... I wouldn't be uh, completely shocked 100% if, again, the Canucks bring in Elias Lindholm and Jake Ensel or Jake Ensel type, like two guys they, they can just plug together on a line and have a really, really stacked top six. Let's get to the comments before we head to the other side where, honestly, I'm just going to be reading more of your comments because it's hard to do these episodes solo, okay? Trevor Beggs is not with me. He's the more structured guy. I don't know what to talk about. We got to read the comments. How about Ernie, okay? It's a team game. Stars get the most, but they have to leave enough for the support players. Toronto is an example of stars not being team players. Great point. Great point. That's beautiful. If Pedersen leaves money off the table, there's a good chance that the Canucks can sign two of Teddy Bluger, Dakota Joshua, Sam Lafferty, Ian Cole. If he doesn't, 
there's probably a guarantee we're only keeping one of those guys. Because, again, it's cup or bust. But we got to go here. And if we're going to get there, these guys have to continue to do the most, play above their value, gain reputation, and ultimately put themselves in a position where they're signing three- or four-year deals. Again, Lafferty, Joshua, over 10 goals, right, already. Ian Cole playing so impressive. And Teddy Bluger, man, again, he was low-key the best player on the ice on Hockey Day in Canada at Rogers Arena against the Maple Leafs. Now, you want to talk about our penalty kill being a lot better, okay? Being a, a tool, I almost swore there, for the Vancouver Canucks. Again, the impossible. Carson Soucy fixed Tyler Myers. Is Teddy Bluger, based on his effort, based on his structure, based on his neutral zone play, based on his defensive zone, zone play, like, is he single-handedly changing the, the narrative surrounding this penalty killing unit? Like, it's, it's something that, again, I thought was impossible. Teddy Bluger's so good. Uh, they I, they got to keep him. And can they keep him if Pedersen takes the most? Probably not. That's just the truth. Well, we'll get to more of these comments after the break. My name, Kyle Bown. It's a Monday, man. I appreciate y'all being there for the show, for the studio, doing your thing. And, uh, you know, being here for my Monday effort on Locked on Canucks. Let's talk about FanDuel. And let's talk more about your comments. On the other side, again, you're listening to Locked on Canucks. People, 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 the playoffs, the NFL playoffs, the NFC Championship, the AFC Championship, just around the corner. And unfortunately, I'm not going to be there. My Packers got eliminated. That being said, I didn't put any money on the line, okay? I'm feeling good. Uh, Maybe I'll do it this weekend, though, and bet against the 49ers, which would be weird because they're facing Detroit. Anyways, if I do that, I'm going to use FanDuel. Right now, FanDuel is giving new customers what? $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets. Win or lose. The app is so easy to use and there are so many different ways to bet like same game parlays. Uh, You can find bets in the new Explore tab. Uh, You can make a parlay in the Parlay tab. uh, The Parlay Hub. Uh, Did I say the Parlay tab? The Parlay Hub, okay? It's the best way to find popular parlays that other people are making. Tap in, make some money, do your thing. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a touchdown, okay? Or a field goal. Uh, Do something that Anders Carlson couldn't do, and that's be clutch. Anyways, FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Remember, use FanDuel.com slash locked on to get $150 in bonus bets when you place a $5 bet. Let's get back to the show. Oh man, what is going on on today's episode of Locked on Canucks? All over the place and just in a in a chaotic time in life, okay? If, if you saw the schedule, I'm not trying to make excuses. I'm trying to be resilient here, okay? The Vancouver Canucks are leading the way. I'm trying to do what they're trying to do, and that's, that's take this thing to the end. Uh, this all being said, this is adjusting for me. A whole new schedule all over the place, and this production has been off. It's also been a Monday, okay? I'm just Kyle Bowen. I'm just Kyle Bowen, okay? K-Y-L-E-B-H-A-W-A-N. One love to Trevor Bags. One love to the people at Locked On and also the Don't Doze Art Lab. One love to you and you and you and you and you. Let's talk about the comments, man. Uh, look at this. Junior, man, talking about Elias Pettersson. Five years, $60 million. Get it done now. What, what does that equate to? 12, uh, is that 12 mil a year? Am I doing it right? 
12 mil a year. I don't think that's enough. And I also am hoping, you know, if we're talking about manifestation, right? Manifestation. You got to put this out there. I'm hoping that it's an eight-year deal, <laughs> okay? Can we just do that? Eight years for PD. What does that number look like? 13, 13 and a half? Why not? Why not? Just the truth. Should we go back to Harpoon? You know what? No, we're not. Okay, how about this? Don't know how to pronounce your name. Give me Ratko Gudis. Where's he playing right now? The Ducks? That type of guy? Again, are the Canucks adding defensemen? You know, with Kuzmenko playing like Kuzmenko right now, you know, being a huge question mark in a year that's now cup or bust. You get what I'm saying? In that type of year, are we actually viewing him as a top six option? Or is he obsolete? And if that's the case, right? Because going into the season or going into this timeline in which we're talk talking about bringing in Jake Gensel, bringing in another top six player, we're kind of viewing Kuzmenko as an asset. But right now, he's not an asset. And if that's the case, in my opinion, the Canucks need two of those guys. JS talking about we need a top six forward. We need two if Kuzmenko is not Kuzmenko. Colin, I am with Bowen where the PD contract will land. If PD signs an eight-year deal, it will probably be in the $100 million range. That's just the truth. Come on, man. It's going to be a bargain. You guys not know how good Elias Pettersson is? It's that same type of conversation. Bro. Like, how much would you pay for Kale McCarr? How much would you pay for Connor McDavid? I know the notion is like, yo, okay, come on. Come on. It's not about one guy. You don't win the cup with one guy. Save some money, spread it out. That's how a team wins. I get it. I get it. But they could still win with Elias Pettersson making a lot of money. Why? Because you have Elias Pettersson on your team. If he's not getting paid the most, somebody else will. Sure, give me four first-round picks for Elias Pettersson. Take this RFA off my hand. I guarantee you, I will never find another Elias Pettersson with that pick, okay? For real. Pettersson wouldn't even allow that to happen. You best believe if this guy goes anywhere else, he's going to instill some winning at this stage of his career. Mr. Whale, lotto line outplayed by the Toronto first line. Look, man, the playoffs are, you know, the playoffs, gearing up for the playoffs. You know how it is, right? You got you to gotta push, push a lot of buttons. You got to put the pieces together. Sometimes they look different, game in and game out. I don't even know if the lotto line will stick, to, stick together the whole time. Let's say they take a little bit of a break. But let's say it's game two of the second round. You just lost game one. And you put that line back together. You hit the lottery again, okay? You don't always hit the lottery. It's hard to win the lottery, right? But what if you play that card again at that time in the playoffs and they go win you? Win you a series. Why? Because they're on a heater. Uh, when they're on the ice, they're probably scoring a goal. Dynamic, game-changing. Does the most. The lotto line, man, a tool. A lotto line easier to use, maybe stay together again if they bring in more top six talent. I can't believe we're talking like this, man. I can't believe we're talking like this. Game 46. Man, oh, man. How about Colin? Okay, the Leafs pay four guys $10 million, and the Canucks will never do that. But signing one guy to a big contract is not going into Leafs territory. We could still be better in Toronto. Yeah, keep in mind, you know, JT Miller, at the early part of this contract, he's, he's only making $8 million. Hate me or not, but JT Miller, 
He's been really good for a really long time. You can make the argument that this guy deserves to get paid a lot more. And he's getting paid eight. You get what I'm saying? Quinn Hughes for a couple more seasons getting paid what? Around $7 million, you know? Down the road, yeah, it may hurt us, right? Who knows how things are going to look. But right now in this moment, I think we'll be fine with Patterson signing a really expensive deal. Right now matters. Right now we'll get by it. How about this question to leave things off, man? I think there's a lot of power to this, okay? Should they get rid of the salary cap, man? Come on, man. Should they get rid of the salary cap? I'll also say this too, okay? Going back to what we talked about in the beginning of the uh, the episode, right? The cover bus thing. Uh, the ex is saying, you know, take it slow, ride the wave. Well, you've already, you know, completed the mission. Think about the first round. The first round. Who's thinking about the first round? Anyways, you best believe the Canucks better be on a copper bus, bus mentality when tickets to the Canucks game have increased by 200% since the start of the season, okay? If you're charging 400 bucks, 500 bucks for a ticket, as an organization, you better be going for the Stanley Cup this season. Uh, that's the best you can do for the city. That's an obligation. Speaking of which, I did not bring it on today's episode of Locked on Canucks. A lot of errors. It happens, okay? It's a Monday. My life has changed, and I'll get better. In fact, I'll be perfect in the playoffs, man. That's just the truth. I promise you that. That was another episode of Locked On Canucks. My name is Kyle Bowen. Uh, Locked On, man, doing the most for us. Your team every day, your Canucks every day. Shout out to FanDuel. Shout out to eBay Motors. Shout out to all our sponsorships, for real. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button for more. Shout out to the Don't Doze Art Lab. One love to Trevor Beggs. And have a good morning, a good afternoon, a good night. I don't know when you're listening to this, but hey. <laughs> We appreciate it. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. 